the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, we head into the final weekend of Major League Baseball. The NBA Conference Finals are underway, and we take a look at the start of the Stanley Cup Finals. In the back half, we recap week two in the NFL, preview week three, and discuss our fantasy football league. Get on your feet. You're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. What's going on, everybody? It's Mac. And I am Heather, who didn't die underneath a stack of boxes. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. How are you guys doing this week? Yeah. Uh, short, short answer, Mac. Short uh, answer. Uh, there, there's my answer. <laughs> Heather. Um, I am enjoying actual fall weather in Washington. The high today was 64, but I think it didn't get above like 61 and it's rainy and it's perfect. I'm in like this wearable blanket thing. Oh, so, snuggy? No, it's not a snuggy, sir. It's like a blanket, but it's also a hoodie but it's like so big on me it kind of looks like if the penguin had gotten a hoodie and then lost a lot of weight that's mm. that's what it looks like on me it's okay. very big it's very big see look it our our listeners can't see it but it's like yeah that that's pretty sizable yeah it kind yeah. of it kind of looks like a uh, like a deflated parade balloon a little bit so <laughs> How are you, Timothy? I'm doing very, very well. Um, for those who don't Bye listen to our sister show, Marital Tiffs, um, my wife and I announced that we are expecting our first child this week. That's Yay! happy news. That is happy news. Um, it's pretty much the only positive thing of 2020. <laughs> uh, excuse you, sir. I got married. So there's that. Oh, yeah. That was this year. Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed like it was three years ago, Heather. Um, I know, because there's going to be like 33 months this year. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we are very excited. We, we spent some time recording that episode, talking about our entire journey and the ups and downs of it. Um, but we're, we're really excited about this one. As you should be. Yeah, it's our it's our first um yeah, due in late March, early April. It's still kind of early, but well, well, just be prepared to never sleep again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, yeah. really weird. Really weird questions. You know. Um, oh, very strange questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, also, get ready for very lengthy conversations about poop. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you'll literally have those conversations with complete strangers. Because they'll ask. And you'll That's tell fair. them. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yep. Well, what do you say we get going on the show, though? Yeah, let's do that. If anybody wants to hear more about that, they could check out my other show, Marital Tiffs, on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Um, but let's start in Major League Baseball, where the playoff picture is starting to come into focus as we approach the final weekend of the season. Uh, six of the eight slots in the American League have been claimed, with the Indians clinching last night on a 10th inning walk-off home run by Jose Ramirez. Yeah, the only, uh, person, only person on the team producing any offense. This is going to be yeah. fun. It's going to be a fun series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, half of the National League has been clinched, but the final four positions are still up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, the only team I'm really excited to watch outside of Cleveland is San Diego. I really just want to see what they do. Um, And I hope they just run up the score. I hope they get hot and run up the score on everybody and that the Dodgers, yet again, don't win a World Series uh, because fuck L.A. Not a a fan of the Dodgers? No, no. I just every year they come in, they win the West and then they shit the bed. Um and I like that. That like makes me happy. It like warms my heart. Uh, <laughs> well, now, pl- well, now San Diego did lose today. So. Yeah, it's okay though, man. Let them. I hope they get hot going right into that first series, and they just start 
you know, beating people 20 to three. And then the other team bitches about it. And then Fernando Tatis and all those young players are out there just having a good time uh, because fuck tradition and fuck the unwritten rules of baseball. And just I, I want to see those types of teams that are young and full of piss and vinegar and are just willing to shit in everybody's cornflakes. Um, <laughs> so what you're saying is that uh, the only good thing about the Dodgers is the guy that snuck into the game. That's it. That's, that's the only that's, that's the, the only positive okay. about the Dodgers. All right, um, just making sure. Yeah, this season anyway. Mm, uh, okay. Because that man, I think everybody in America should have to buy him one thing of something he likes. Um, <laughs> because that would be a lot of things. The sheer patience it takes to sit there for seven innings or whatever and not move. That's a real man of genius right there. That's what that is. That is. <laughs> real man of genius. He does need a Bud Light commercial. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. Yes, he does. Uh, right now, if the playoffs started today in the AL, you'd have Tampa versus Toronto, Chicago versus Cleveland, Oakland taking on Houston and Minnesota at, and New York. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think Oakland's got a pretty strong team this year. Um, I, the AL West is going to be something else, man. That, that might end up being one of the best divisions in baseball. Um, if If the... Excuse me, if the Angels could ever get their shit together and like get Mike Trout a good supporting cast, you know? Right. Um, in in the NL, you would have the Dodgers and the Brewers, Atlanta and Cincinnati. Cincinnati would actually make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Ch- Chicago and Miami and San Diego at and St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, San Diego is the only team I'm really excited to see uh, in the National League, uh, you know. I just think it's a really fun team. They're super young. Uh, they seem very enthusiastic about the sport. I mean, fuck the Cubs. I mean, they won in 2016. So if they take them another hundred years to make the playoffs and win the World Series again, I don't care. Right. Um, right. You know, that should have been ours, but I'll cry about that later. I was going to say, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. It was, um, it was yeah. four years ago. Four years and ago, we, Mac. We, we don't hold <laughs> grudges. Yeah. I hold a grudge. Clearly. You've been holding uh, on to that one for quite a while, so it was uh, it was extra innings, game seven, and I mean to be fair, I still hate the Braves for ninety five and the Marlins for ninety seven. So yeah, I do too. Wow. Y'all really yeah. gotta let shit go, but yeah. I, I, I'm one to talk. I can't. That's... Yeah, for real. <laughs> like you're you're gonna tell us to let some shit go. <laughs> pot meat, pot meat kettle. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah I got you. Over in the NBA, the conference finals are heating up with the Nuggets taking the third game from the Lakers to avoid falling into a 3-0 hole. Uh, Boston fell behind 2-0 to the Heat and then took game three in that series. So both series are standing at 2-1. Yeah, I still like the Lakers. Uh, I think Denver's going to give the Lakers a run. But, uh, you know, LeBron and I mean, AD just looks like he's dialed in. Um you know, and, and that's just a good team overall. Now, I, I'm, just, I don't know. I think I really want, I, I really want to see Miami and the Lakers in the finals. Uh, Miami just, you know, from a team that was kind of stuck between like a retool and a rebuild for a couple of years, and then uh, bringing in Jimmy Butler. You know, Tyler Harrow has been a great draft pick. I mean, that team overall is just fun to watch too. So. I mean, I think that would be a good series. And although I guarantee you, uh, Adam Silver is sitting there with his fingers crossed for a Boston, L.A. Uh, NBA Finals. So yeah, that would probably be a great one for the NBA. I mean, just for nostalgia reasons, not for, you know, anything else. I don't I mean, if it came down to Boston and the Lakers, I still think the Lakers take it like four games to two. Uh, I think they're a better team. Um, but I mean, give me. I hate to say this, but I'm kind of pulling for Miami in this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Stanley Cup finals are underway. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars split the opening games. Uh, Game three is tonight with the series taking place in Edmonton. I did see Steven Stamkos returned today uh, for the first game since the end of February and put his first shot in the net. Yeah, I mean, he's he was one of those dudes that's super talented, so I'm not surprised. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not I can't get excited about this. It's Tampa and, and Dallas for uh, hockey. 
Yeah, those uh, are two. Those are two cities that should not have a Stanley Cup in them. Uh, I mean, Tampa is wishy-washy at best with their uh, with their dollars and their professional teams. You know, like when the when the Lightning are good, people show up, and when they're not so good, like you could hear a pin drop in their arena. And I know there's going to be someone from Tampa that listens. They're like, that's not fucking true. Yes, it is, dude. Okay. It's just <laughs> like fucking Seattle. It's just like the Carolina Panthers. Exactly uh, what I was about to say. You're it'll, all of, it'll be Chris Koffler, a friend of mine. Uh, yeah. It, it, it'll, it's, it's, you're all bandwagon fans. Yeah. And by, by you, it's the royal you. Not the, not the singular you, but the royal you. Um, <laughs> uh, that's really all we have for the news this week before we get into the NFL. Uh, unless anybody else has anything to bring up. Uh, well, the Mac is talking about playing a six game season. OK. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really think the Big Ten jumping back in is probably going to force several hands. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I, I don't know if the Pac-12 and the Mountain West could fiscally do it with the, you know, honestly, the devastation to the West coast and with so many of the schools being in those States, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah. The sec starts this weekend. So I know Heather's happy. I'm very excited. Uh, I I don't know exactly how many of those games I'm going to get to watch, but being out here, but I'll see what I can find. If anything, Uh, I mean, I can always, I can always use my serious subscription and find them uh, online. Oh, and another bit of news, the Notre Dame game was canceled for the weekend. And I yes. think we all know why. I, a little I, bit of co- COVID. Yeah. COVID. Oh, it's yeah. not It's not just them. It's not yeah. just them. You've got um, Penn State has 20 cases. Has 20 <sighs> positive tests. Um, oh, who else? Let me see. Houston, uh, North Texas Houston game got rescheduled for COVID. Um, that the Notre Dame Wake Forest one, um, USF, same thing, posted them, uh, postponed theirs. Well, uh, USF is pausing because of the Notre Dame outbreak, it looks like, uh, after playing Notre Dame. Yeah, 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 yeah because of concerns of possible spread. So they're right, just, they're right. kind of erring on the side of caution, which good for them. Um, but then also, too, I was telling you guys, um, over the weekend that uh, Florida State head coach can't can't coach uh, the game against Miami this weekend. Yeah, yeah he's, he he's coaching remotely or something like that. Yeah. And I'm curious yeah, how that works with the rules on devices on the sideline. Well, they probably got it's the NCAA who's bending the rules yet again. So mm-hmm. some like assistant strength and conditioning coach or like intern can just carry around the iPad with Norvell, like his face on the screen and he's just going to hold it up and, and he'll just be screaming at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, like, and what like really kind of sucks for him is like, this is a huge in-state rivalry game. And yeah, this floor this, state Miami. Exactly. And with this being his first year, like, this was his chance to really like set the stage for what he wants to do at Florida state. And now he can't. Yeah. But let's face it. It hasn't been a rivalry in in, 10 years because Miami sucks. No, Uh, but I am willing to give the guy a little bit of slack for it, you know, being the new guy or whatever and trying to kind of resurrect something. I would have normally, whether it's like a leg or whatever. But he got COVID, so he gets no slack from me. Well, I think well, what it was, well, no, what it was is his wife and daughter also have it. And so he thinks he got it through them. You got to wear a mask at home, guys. Just fucking wear it all the time. <laughs> no, Bi- that's not. Bio- biohazard suit. That's not a thing. Um, so yeah, so like I said, I, I, I do kind of feel bad for him because, you know, this was really kind of his chance to really like set the stage, but hopefully, you know, the boosters and the fans will be a little more understanding next season. (laughs) Can we, can we take a minute to appreciate that because the big 10 and pac 12 aren't playing, the rankings are hilarious right now. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ULL is ranked number 19. Fuck Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. P 
Pittsburgh at 21, Army at 22, Marshall at 25. Uh, I feel like I feel like they need to like frame those right now. Yeah. Because once everything opens up, that will not be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like Army, not surprised. They finished in the bottom of the top 25 the last couple of years. You know, they got some momentum going. But like ULL, when's the last time they were in the rankings? Oh, God. Ever? Uh, 19, <laughs> 1938 or some shit, right? Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> back when back when Huey Long was a. Uh, Back when the Kingfish was the governor of Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> other um, other other teams receiving votes include Coastal Carolina with one wow. vote. Wow. Yeah, Sunbelt, baby. Sunbelt. <laughs> wow. Arkansas State got twenty. What? Yeah. Troy got one. It's it's amazing. UT San Antonio got two. So there's a whole bunch of teams that never would even kiss the outside of that. I swear, listen, they, they need to frame it. They need to print yeah. it out and frame it, put it in a fancy frame and be like, this happened. This happened. All I'm and saying is, you know, those coaches are not voting. They're, it's somebody on their staff that's filing those ballots right now. <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, well, I guess, I mean, I know that we really weren't going to, we actually really weren't going to talk, talk a lot about the college. I guess since we're in the college part, we're going to be going into the NFL and talking about the fantasy we have also launched our kind of the fantasy-ish quotation marks for college for, for the podcast. Uh, if you guys want to join in right now, we've got five people in it. Um, it's really not that hard. It's not as intense and detailed as in the NFL one, uh, but it's the pick em that the college pick em that they do on ESPN. It's a really easy concept. What they'll do is they'll give you 10 games. Um, to pick and basically you pick who you think will win and then you have to rank them in order of your confidence in that you know in that um, game so 10 would be your most confident one being your least confident and those are your points that you get per week now you you do have a timeline for when you do have to get your picks in your picks have to be in by the time that game kicks off. Yep. Okay. So if you don't make that pick, that game locks. You can't make that pick and you can't move where that point value is. So those are the points you forfeit. So, so it's imperative that you make your picks before the game starts. I usually tell people on Fridays, Hey, make your picks. So that way, you know, you get the points or whatever. And this um, episode is dropping on Friday. So if you're listening within, you know, 24 hours of the episode coming live, you still have time to get in those week one picks. Exactly. And so all you do is you go to ESPN, go to the fantasy um, section, look for college pick them. And we are there under a hometown crowd podcast. So, and even if, you're even if you're listening late and miss week one, it doesn't matter because as I proved to Heather three years ago, you can Shut miss up. a Why week and still up? win. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so that it's, that was, that's, that's old hat, Timothy. Okay. But yeah, so join us there. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's turn to, you know, the biggest league going on right now, the NFL, where we Two, ah, uh, week two was something else. Oh, that was um, Atlanta. Right. Atlanta did Atlanta things on Sunday. Let's start there. They jumped yeah. out to a huge lead before letting the Cowboys come back from as much as twenty points down to win forty to thirty nine. Yeah, oh, you mean that? You mean how they forgot to football? Yeah, they yeah. really <laughs> they forgot to football. It's, <laughs> That is that is totally true. With it, I mean, exactly what happened at this point. If I'm Arthur Blank, I know what I have in Matt Ryan, and I know he's not a winner. Um, no, he's come, great for fantasy stats, though. I, dude, stop with that shit, okay? I don't give a fuck about that. It's about winning that Lombardi <laughs> Trophy, right? And Matt Ryan isn't going to be the dude that wins it for you. He's just not going to do it. If I'm Arthur Blank, I'm blowing that team up. I'm starting over. And I'm trying to draft one of those young quarterbacks that are coming up and tell Matty Ice to go fuck himself. Um, because, like, if you can't run a basic offense and, you know, you got two sides of the ball, I understand that. But if you can't run a basic offense to keep putting points up when you've been fucking running the, the Dallas defense up and down the field all game, 
then you don't need to be there, honestly. Um, you know, it was close because it's like Dallas spotted a point and then made it really difficult for themselves to win. You know, it wasn't like the Seattle New England game where that shit was back and forth the entire fucking game, you know? Yeah, yeah that was a good game. I watched game. a little bit. I did watch a little yeah. bit of that game. Yeah. Um, I don't understand that. Let, let's let's talk about that Seattle New England game. I don't understand that play call. No, no, that that last play um, was Josh McDaniels trying to outcute himself. Uh, this is a this is a play that Cam scored two touchdowns week one. He scored another one in this game. It, you know, and it's essentially a quarterback draw off the left guard. Um, okay. You know, you know, and that's it, it's a it's a read option, but Cam's going to keep that nine times ninety nine point nine percent of the time to run it. You know, especially from the one and a half yard line. Um, but Seattle was expecting it. Like this is a Pete Carroll team. They're not stupid. Uh, you know, he's a smart football coach and he's and he's got some smart football players on that team. Um, why? I mean, they had great success on the goal line. The two series before that leaking out the goddamn fullback, you know, they ran a play action and that fullback essentially just walked into the end zone and stood there and Cam dumped it off to him. Um, you know, it, it's it, what's going to come back to really bite the Patriots in the ass is that Sony Michelle in his third year uh, looks every bit as bad as he did last year after having a great second half of his rookie year. Um, you know, I will give uh, Cam a ton of credit. That dude seems to have a complete grasp of the offense and those wide receivers, including Nikhil Harry, who was a total bust last year in his rookie year have looked fucking outstanding uh, as well as Demarius bird. Who's like in his third or fourth year like a seventh round pick out of South Carolina. He looks comfortable with cam. Um, I'm excited as a Patriots fan to have cam there. I'm hoping this will lead to like a long-term deal uh, because cam hasn't looked that good throwing the ball in a long time. Um, it's just the Patriots have to learn how to run the ball uh, where the ball is not in cam's hands. Like you, you, you can't expect them him to do that. I did enjoy the uh, the Super Bowl reference jokes that that play drew. Yeah, uh, because it was literally the opposite of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago where Seattle had to make a goal goal line stand as time ran out. And Bill Belichick and his offense did run the ball this time and it didn't work either. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to know what also looked really bad in that game? Steve Belichick's West Virginia oh whatever yeah, that fuck going yeah. on there because that was d- I don't, like, I don't know like what you're son. talking about there his oh mullet that, that oh disgusting God. whatever that, it, is, it, is, it is the rattiest looking mullet I think I've ever seen him it looks like my five year old oh. son cut it for him Yeah, and, and on top oh. of that Heather's saying that as someone who's from Louisiana exactly okay, so that, that speaks volumes yeah 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 why <sighs> And what's even worse Why? is that he made sure to pull it. He made sure to pull out that trailer park party to pull it out of the gator around his neck so you could see it. Yeah. 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 That. Um, oh, hold on. As well as tucking it behind his ears so it got over the earphone part. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. So, like, like you, yeah. you, you really knew it was business in the front, but there was a huge party in the back. Like you knew it. <laughs> that that is a criminal haircut, but we're not a fashion yeah. show. Um, but no. But getting back on topic, like I really think I think this is still Buffalo's uh, division. Okay. But I think the, I think the Patriots could maybe get a wild card if Cam's playing like that all season. All right. Uh, let's turn to Monday night. Uh, we don't need to. No, we don't need to go there. We don't need to talk about that. Where Heather was oddly silent as the Las Vegas Raiders in their home debut in Vegas uh, dominated Drew Brees for the entire game. I, winning was, I was not 34, silent in my house. I was not yeah. silent in my house. I'll tell you when that. The, the Raiders were victorious 34-24 over the Saints. We just played like hot ass garbage and we showed how much we rely on Michael Thomas. Yeah. And we were just so discombobulated without him. And I, you know, and Kamara did what he could, but without Thomas there. Mm-mm. Yeah. And well, our I mean, defense was just nothing. Like our defense couldn't do anything. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, 
I gave Gruden and Moyak a lot of shit, or Mayock a lot of shit when they came in. Uh, but they've drafted very well. Mm-hmm. Um, that running back, uh, Jacobs, is something else. Uh, I really like. Maybe maybe their wideouts aren't burners, but they can they they're they're good. Uh, but I think that tight end they have uh, Waller is that what's his something name? Something like that, yeah. Uh, he is a converted wide receiver, if I remember correctly, that mm-hmm. balked up a little. And there isn't a player on that fucking field that could cover him uh, on Monday night. Like the Saints had no remedy no. for what he was doing. No. Nope. Um, and when he wasn't leaking out. You know, the wideouts were coming up with timely catches. They were running the ball. Uh, Carr finally looks comfortable in Gruden's offense, finally. And I think that's because Gruden, instead of playing that dink and dunk West Coast bullshit that he ran the first time around, he's really opened up the playbook. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, defensively, the Raiders didn't have to do much because Drew Brees can't throw the ball more than nine yards down the field anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I hate to say that, but I mean, I— Two weeks ago, we were talking about the divisional pickings. I said, you know, Father Time gets everybody. It's looking more and more like Father Time caught Drew Brees um, Mm -hmm. because he's only averaging like five or six yards a pass. You know, uh, he he struggles to get it downfield. Michael Thomas isn't uh, a burner, so to speak, but the guy puts himself in positions where he can make catches, keep keep the ball away from the defender and pick up yards after the catch. You know, so that that helps Brees out. But. I mean, but it, once you take out that piece, though, yeah, it kind of all falls apart. Yeah, That's because of, all the all Vegas had to do after Thomas went out was stack eight in the box, stop Kamara. Uh, yeah, because, and that's pretty much what they did. Yeah, because New Orleans wideouts don't scare you outside of Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only reason they have any success is because Thomas will draw a double team and it'll open one of them up in the flat. You yeah. know, so, I mean, it's it, New Orleans. I, I think Sean Payton, if. Honestly, by by week seven, if if Breeze is struggling, you know, Peyton's going to have to sit down and have a long talk with himself and his staff about sitting his ass Mm -hmm. Um, because you can't you're not going to win. You have to be able to stretch the field in the NFL now. You have to do that. And if you've got a quarterback who can't make those deep throws, that's you can't keep him on the field. You really can't. You know, yeah. I did not expect, I think this is only the second time in the show's history that only one of our teams won this week, and it was the Browns, um, who offensively looked very good this week. Yes, I will admit it was the Bengals. I'm not going to say, you know, hey, we're back. We're exactly who we're supposed to be. Um, Our secondary blows. Yeah. uh, Although we are getting Greedy Williams back this week, so that should help. Um, but our offense looked like the offense that everybody expected when we signed Odell Beckham. Yeah, I mean, but the what they need to do is you if you run 70 plays a game, you need to run it 40 times, maybe even 45. Uh, let Baker pick and choose, you know, put him in spots that are going to make him the most successful. A lot of play action because you've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, and uh you know, I, I hunt. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know what how the Browns or or, or, or Stefanski are, are looking at the dividing of the carries, but it looks to me more and more like Hunt is picking up the bulk of them. Um, well, which I, so, so this I was week, surprised. Chubb was 22 rushes for 124 yards. Hunt was 10 rushes for 86. Maybe that's what it was, but Hunt got in the end zone twice, correct? Yeah. So, uh, but one was catching. Yeah, but still, I mean, those are those are touches. I mean, yeah. uh, Hunt is a better receiver out of the backfield, um, but he could also bust it up in the tackles too. I mean, the, the Browns have a two-headed monster in the backfield. Mm-hmm. That's and that's good. That is really good when he could bust over two hundred yards rushing. Uh, yeah, take the pressure. They combined for looking at it, uh, two hundred and twenty-five yards and four touchdowns between the two of yeah, them. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, um, and then, you know, Odell had a great had a great game. You know, Landry's always a, a threat out of the slot. Uh, yep. You know, and, uh, you know, it, it, that's a good team that you yeah. know, if, they, if they can just figure out how to play decent defense, I mean, because playing against Cincinnati right now, is just like having an extra scrimmage or some shit, you know, oh, yeah. like they're, they're not good. Um, but I mean, they, they the Browns want to play with the big boys. They've got to play a complete game. Yeah. Um, 
And mentally, that's mentally though. That's the game that we needed coming out of Baltimore. Uh, having Cincinnati and Washington before we take on Dallas and uh, we've got Dallas and Pittsburgh within like three weeks of each other. Bro, who's to uh, say you're going to beat Washington? That's fair, but it's <laughs> going to it, it's Washington has managed to put together some, <laughs> you know, like that. That's a riverboat Ron team, man. You know? All right. Uh, the big story from the weekend was injuries this week. Oh, uh, most of San Francisco is injured, including Nick Bosa, who will miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Yep. Saquon Barkley's done for the year with the same injury. Christian McCaffrey will miss several weeks after being injured late in the game against Tampa Bay. Tyrod Taylor has probably the craziest story. Oh, no. uh, God, that poor dude. His, I'm, his, I'm his lung was punctured. Team. His lung was punctured by the doctor who is trying to treat him for broken ribs before he played. Oh, not, not just treat him. They were trying to give him a pain killing injection. Injection. Yeah. 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 And they punctured yeah. his lung. <laughs> with I, the fucking needle. Yeah. Like you went too deep. That's too deep. Bro. If I'm Tyrod Taylor, I'm on the phone with my agent. I'm calling the players union rep and I'm calling Spanos, the owner and saying, dude, get the checkbook out because we go into court. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert stepped in in that game and took the Chiefs to overtime. Yeah, he looked good. He, he did. He looked good. And and Tyrod Taylor's not going to get you 16 starts in a season. I don't think he's that guy. Um, but you know who's who else isn't going to throw for over 300 yards uh, over 16 games right now? Justin fucking Herbert. Uh, <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is average at best. On, on their best day, they are average. Okay, they, they they are focused around putting points on the board and bending but not breaking. That's the entire. It's it's kind of like the Pats, uh, like 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, around there, right? Um, so they're going to get carved up by strong arm quarterbacks that have good targets on the outside, and and the Chargers have that in Kareem Allen, um, and they've got a really good uh, and, and a tight end Hunter Henry. Um, you know, so, I mean, they're, they have offensive weapons, but Justin Herbert still, he's a rookie fucking quarterback. He's not going to be able, he's going to have a game like that, Heather, and then next game out, throw for like 100 yards and three picks. You know, that's just, that's the, the boom and bust cycle of playing a rookie quarterback. Well, do we, do we want to talk about how awful Kirk Cousins was <laughs> give, give in me. his game? Give me the stat line. Listen. Oh, okay. He was 11 for 26, 113 yards Woo. with three interceptions. Woo. Listen. And three sacks. And three sacks. Listen. God damn. I'm going to share share with y'all two of the funniest shit I found when I was reading about this game. This dude said, I hope Kirk Cousins isn't conducting a Viking funeral because he'd miss the barge with a flaming arrow and burn down an orphanage. <laughs> or the entire coast of California. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then somebody posts a screenshot with a buddy of theirs. It says, I'm so sorry. Kirk Cousins is so bad. And the, and the Vikings fan goes, trying to find a soccer game to watch. Where's Case Keenum now? <laughs> He's in Cleveland. He's, in He's Cleveland. backing up Baker May- Mayfield. Exactly. So, so maybe you guys might get some new fans how, for the season. How, <laughs> how, how bad do you have to be for the for fans to start wondering where Case Keenum is? Yeah, and, and Vikings fans at that. These are some loyal fucking fans that have like <laughs> been there for some shit teams. And if you've got Viking fans, like bro. Let, let's go watch soccer. Like if you are if you're pushing <laughs> Viking fans to do that, something is wrong in Minneapolis. You know, I am wow. so glad that I did not start him because he's my backup quarterback in fantasy football. And that oh, stat no. line was good for negative 1.48. Why don't you just go pick up Justin Herbert? I very well may. I, yeah. I feel like you just leave, just leave cousins on the bench. Let him be uh, the water boy. Like, yeah. You know, surely he can't fuck that up. Yeah, surely he probably he would toss the bottle and fucking hit somebody in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I don't know what I mean. The thing is, is he's he's kind of yo-yoed in Minnesota and he signs that gigantic deal. Um, and, 
you know, his first year he had Stephon Diggs and and Adam Thielen, right? Well, he's only got Thielen now. Um, you know, you still got Rudolph at tight end. You've got one of the best running backs in the NFL and Cook. And that should take a lot of pressure off him because Cook is talented enough, uh, you know, to pick up a, a ton of yards. And he, the guy still has more games. It seems like he has more games like that than he has decent games. You know, like I'm going to go eight of 20 for 96 yards, two picks, and I get sacked four times. It's just like, dude, uh, you know, it's it's time to end the Kirk Cousins uh, fucking Facade. experience. Yeah. And 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 go ahead you know, and fucking shit the, you know, ride him out this year. Cause it looks like he's going to suck, get a decent draft pick for next year and then get you a quarterback, man. That's all. I mean, that that's, that's essentially the name of the game. Now just get, get you a quarterback, you know, and, and you can build around him. Yeah. Um, you guys seem to imply that Tyrod Taylor was not the craziest injury of the weekend. I believe you said that. Sir. Oh yeah. Oh. No, I said he was, and you guys were like, no, 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 no. I didn't say it wasn't crazy. No. That that's yeah. not just an injury. That is a fucking malpractice lawsuit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Fair enough. That, uh, that shit is. Any other big stories from the weekend? Um, there are players in San Francisco that are seriously uh, thinking about filing a grievance against the team for the playing surface in Levi's. Uh, which I think smart, uh, you know, Raheem Mostert went down. It wasn't just uh, Bosa on the off- or defensive line. It was also Solomon Thomas. Yeah. You know, like they they had a shit ton of injuries. And that's been an issue since that stadium opened. No, wasn't the issue MetLife Stadium? They were no. at New York. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was in New York. But Levi Stadium as well has had issues with turf. Um, that was that was the big knock against hosting the Super Bowl there. Mm. Um you know, it's just that that's, you know, if, if you know that you're going to have uh, games going on, you need to make sure that the playing surface is ready to host players. And if you can't, especially now, uh, I think the NFL would be very flexible in saying, OK, let's shift off site and go to a neutral site. So, yeah, because, you know, it's not like tickets are being sold or anything. So. Yeah, It'd be pretty yeah. easy to do that. I, I think the issue is MetLife Stadium because the 49ers have back to back games there. They played the Jets last week in New York and are playing the Giants in New York this week. How do they schedule that shit? So the, the Niners get essentially have to spend two weeks away from their families. That's a dumb yeah. shit. Up yeah. So I think um, I think the issue was with MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would also, um, this was just an observation and a question that I had. Um, with the amount of money that Bill Belichick makes, can the man not buy an adult size mask to wear oh, to the game? No, see, that's that's his, uh, that's how he gets around having to have it cover the right spots. So he just puts on a child's mask? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. because he looked... I'll just, I mean, the only way I could describe it is he looked like a doofus. For lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of masks, uh, five head coaches this week. Sean Payton, one of them. Were mm-hmm. fined $100,000 a piece, and their teams were fined $250,000 for not wearing a mask. Listen, Bro- listen, Miss Benson's going to get on them about that. I'm telling you right now, Miss Benson is not going to have that. Um, all you, rather than wearing a fucking mask, get you a bandana, put your headset on, and then tie the bandana around it. That way, you have the, you know, the actual mic part right in front of your face. Well, something and- I was I was hearing um, was Pete Carroll, and they were saying how you know how he wears the gaiters, you know. Yeah. And so they because th- they were saying what they think happened with him was that like he pulled it down to say something like maybe into the mic or whatever, but just forgot to pull it back up. But like Sean Payton, I feel like he's like, no, fuck this. I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, he's one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL. He's he's just he might as well just have a, a, you know, like a quality assistance coach next to him. Hold up a sign that says, fuck you. Find me. Yeah, um, that might as well. Know. Or just get like a gator that says it across the neck. Yeah. Because he won't know. put it on his face, but just right across the neck. Yeah. So I what mean, do we what do we have? We had Vic Fangio, Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton, and John Gruden all fined. 
Yeah. Yep. I mean, so five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's just it's, from them. Yeah, and then another one point two five million from the teams. Yeah, you know those owners are like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. You know, like. <laughs> but I mean, hey, if that's the rule, that's the rule. But like I said, if just get a fucking bandana, like literally, put your headset on, tie the bandana around the earpieces. They make them that fucking big. Bam, you don't have to worry about that shit anymore. And on top of that, you look like a fucking pirate, which is cool as fuck. Right, right. Um, I one one quick note that I meant to bring up about the Cleveland Cincinnati game is how is your secondary so bad that you let a rookie quarterback throw the ball sixty times and don't take one of them away? How many? What was his completion percentage? Uh, he was, I think, he was like thirty of sixty-one. That's, what what the fuck was 30, 37 of 61 what was coach Taylor thinking man 61 fucking passes dude you have yeah. Joe Mixon Joe Mixon's a good running back yeah he had 16 carries for 46 yards god damn man you know yeah. Burrow, Burrow went <laughs> he did his little press conference and he went back he went to the back like the, the locker room and just like did like a pitcher does like a bucket of ice and he puts his elbow <laughs> in it and he's got like his shoulder you know all that stuff but how do you get zero interceptions on 61 passes uh, because from that's a the rookie? Ma- that's the magic of Joe Burrow. Like, like I could understand if it was, you know, a Breeze or a Brady or an experienced quarterback like that. But it's a rookie. Uh, well, Burrow has a certain panache in the pocket uh, and a lot of confidence. And, like, and you said it earlier, the Browns secondary leaves something to be desired. Um, and a lot of that, Tim, honestly, is that that front seven isn't getting a good enough push uh, to make the quarterbacks kind of antsy to make bad passes. Um, yeah. Even if you throw an incompletion, if you can throw it over the head or throw it at about, you know what I mean? Like it, those 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 passes that aren't in position to get picked off. Yeah, that that's not a that's not a bad thing, you know. But if you're the dude that you know is under pressure and you don't have time to really make a good decision, you're going to just try and get the ball, you know. I mean, the Browns front four uh, isn't doing it. Um, you know, they, they did manage three sacks in the game. Yeah, but I mean, that's Cincy. They should have had six. Fair. You know, I mean, Cincinnati is a that team is butt cheeks. You know, it's like Cincy and the Jets, man. Fucking dumpster fires all around. Um, all right. Final thoughts from week two. Anything else worth talking about? Uh, I'm going to say it again. Uh, Cam, I think, is going to have a great season. Uh, working with Josh McDaniels, I really do, and I also think uh, it's going to be Taysom time in New Orleans before the season's over. Well, I don't appreciate y'all saying he looked like Al Bundy, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best memes I saw today. Yes, I don't like that. Yes. Um, well, before he, we get into our picks scored, of the week, he scored what's four that? touchdowns in one high school game, though. Heather, shut up. <laughs> Before we get to our picks of the week, let's talk fantasy football for a moment. Uh, In the past week, we had the matchups of, sorry, I had it up. Way to go, Tim. Sorry, I had it up and then it closed on me. I crushed Josh 180 to 124. The French button pushers, James beat the Cheesehead Canuck, Ryan, 175 to 111. Uh, Team No Luck, Jarrett, beat up on Pocket Dogs, Lady Lewis, our own goddamn delight, Heather, 145 to 95. Uh, Mac beat number one fan, James, 133 to 46. And in his defense, he is out right now. So he's not tending to it probably as he would. He's just busy. Okay. Well, he needs to get his priorities straight, Heather. Right. <laughs> and generic <laughs> generic team name Burza, Todd, beat the fantasy football team Harrison one forty eight to one twenty one. Uh, yeah, there were there were some pretty big blowouts this week, man. Yeah, there were. There were. Uh, all in all, that puts three that leaves three undefeated teams. Myself the button pushers and team Burza 
and two or three winless teams, Heather, James, and Harrison. Harrison's not going to like that. Peck's, Peck is not going to like that. Well, no. I, see, I don't even want to hear it. I, like, I'm not, I, don't, I have no sympathy for anybody considering my second overall pick is now out for the season. <laughs> my number one overall pick is out for at least three weeks. I don't care. You get him back. I don't. <laughs> uh, matchups this week, I'm going to have an easy win over number one fan, James. Heather gets to try to beat out Josh. Not going to happen, but I'll give it the old college try. <laughs> uh, Mac takes on Cheesehead Canuck. Uh, generic team name Burza and French Button Pushers will leave two undefeated teams remaining. And the fantasy football team Harrison goes up against team No Luck Jarrett in week three. Yeah, I, I'm giving it this week, although I sat him. If Gronk doesn't start putting some numbers up, uh, I'm going to drop him. Um, I figured he would be, you know, he and Tom always just had that that kind of rapport. Um, and he's he's essentially a blocking tight end right now. So uh, it seems like kind of a waste to keep him around. All right. Well, that brings us to our quick picks of the week. As usual, we will do one minute to up to one minute to state your case on each of these games. As usual, I don't Uh, need that, but okay. Hey, Tim, (laughs) Tim, we got to get some music to segue into this. Right. I need I need to start working on some more editorial uh, finesses. Yeah, Uh, we'll, we'll work on that. But game number one, what is probably going to be the game of the week Kansas City at Baltimore. Baltimore's a three and a half point favorite and gets to run the gauntlet of taking on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in back to back weeks. Yeah, now, but who do you like Wa- in this one? Watson plays for fucking Houston and that's that team is fucking uh. um, honestly, this is a tough one because Lamar is so fun to watch and he's got a great team around him. Um, and the, it's the same thing with uh, Mahomes. Uh Baltimore's defense is much better than Kansas City's. Yeah. Uh, um, and it looked like Kansas City kind of struggled to move the ball last week against like a, a bad Chargers team. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say Baltimore on this one. Um, I just think even if Lamar's having a bad day throwing, he could run the ball and then you still have Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. Heather, who do you like? Um, I'm going for the Chiefs. One, because I have Patrick Mahomes uh, in my fantasy, and two, for my stepdad. So, yeah. go Chiefs. All right. I am going to take Baltimore in this one. Um, I, I think it's probably going to come down to defense. You have two of the most prolific, if not the most prolific, quarterbacks in the game. You have two of the most high-powered offenses in the game. Defense is what's going to win this one because that's about the only major difference between the two. Uh, so I've got Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, if, if you needed a defense to come up with a stop, which one are you going to go with? Right. And, oh, uh, I think I have. I think I have Kansas City's defense too. So I, I wouldn't. Them. I wouldn't start them. Would not start them. No, not at all. I'll, not I'll, at all. Look, I'll look into it. <laughs> I, I I benched Baltimore's defense for the same reason because it's still Kansas City, and you know. Baltimore may get that key stop, but they're not going to stop a lot of that offense. Yeah. Um, game number two, we'll start with Heather on this one. The Packers at the Saints. The Saints are a three-point favorite coming off that loss to Vegas. Do you really need to ask me this? I mean, seriously. I'm going to anyway. Well, you already know the answer because I yeah. feel like I feel like the Saints know that they played like ass. Uh, last week and so usually when they are coming off a loss like that um, they tend to play really really well Um, they make the necessary adjustments and come through so I'm a hoot at baby all right Mac who do you like everything Heather said was correct when they had a not 40 year old Drew Brees shut up and a healthy Michael Thomas um Right now, Green Bay is playing well. Uh, I don't know, you know that that running game's really picked up. Um, 
You know, you still have Aaron Rodgers. Their defense is markedly improved. Um, and with Michael Thomas not being 100%, you could essentially play the way that Vegas did last week. Sack seven, eight guys in the box, stop Kamara, and New Orleans has no offense. So I'm going to go ahead and say Green Bay. Yeah, um, I am in agreement with Mac on this one. I think if Michael Thomas is back in the game, I would probably have picked a pissed off New Orleans team. Um, But taking out their number one receiver, quite possibly the number one receiver in football, uh, you lose too much there. Uh, I've got Green Bay in that one. Listen, that's fine. I'm just loyal. That's I'm loyal hey, to a fault sometimes. So same okay. same way I was last week, Heather. Same way yeah. I was last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll give a standings update after we make our picks. Uh, game number three in our dud of the week that probably shouldn't be here, but it is because the spread is close. Uh the Chicago Bears head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons oh. are a three and a half point favorite. What? Uh, what? This yep. is the third week that we are picking a Falcons game. No, no, yes. no. Yes, it is. This is the third week. No, it's not. We did not pick the Falcons last week. No, we didn't. I could have sworn we did. I don't no. think we've picked the Falcons yet. No, we didn't. No, we did. Oh no, we we did pick the Falcons last week because they uh, it was the Cowboys. We all picked yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, and I, I managed to eke that one out. That was last week. I could have sworn uh, we did the first week too. I, well, I no, have no. to go back we, and look. I will had, double check. I'm doing that now. But go we ahead. Had, we had the fucking Rams in there two weeks in a row, and I was I was going to go on strike. If Tim put another fucking Rams pick him in this week. Um, <laughs> and it almost happened just off of the rule of the close spreads. But I decided to skip that one this week because I don't want to lose Mike as a co-host. Yeah. So, Mike, let's start with you. Chicago at Atlanta. Oh, God, this is such a bad game, Tim. You are not kidding. This is the stinker of the week. Um I don't find anything very redeeming about Chicago. But you know how I feel about Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't think. Fuck me, man. You know, like, give me the Bears. I just if if I'm going to be left holding a cup of shit, which is what me watching this game is going to be. Um, I want it to end three to two Chicago uh, with Mitchell Trubisky running in out of his own end zone for the safety uh, and the Chicago kicker coming up aces from 54 yards out. That is Absolutely fair. Yeah. Absolutely fair. Um, also, I just found week. Oh, Atlanta was part of week one because that was uh, Seattle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have had Seattle pop up all three. I will make sure that you they mean, are not part wait, of week four. Seattle or Atlanta? Atlanta. Well, it was nope. Seattle at Atlanta. Sorry. Yeah, but, but no Atlanta. Next yeah. week. No yeah. Atlanta next week. I, I will swear, make sure. I swear to God. I swear I, to God, Tim. If he, walks, sure. if he walks for the Rams, I'm walking for the Falcons. All right. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, Heather? We're going to I'm going to get the break this week. You get the break next week. And then the week after he's got the Rams and the Falcons in there. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> they'll play each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you so you've got Chicago in this one, Mac? Yeah, I I. I I think that defense is still uh, potent enough to to give Atlanta fits. And again, it's it's Matt Ryan who shows that uh, he can play 28 good minutes of football. Um, I kind of need you anytime you're going to pick Chicago to do your Chicago voice, please, because Bears, 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 Bears. Because that was literally like my favorite part of that. <laughs> that you did a couple weeks ago. I, I am really disappointed to find out that the Rams do not play the Falcons at all this season. Oh, that's that's a oh, blessing. Oh, darn. <laughs> because Rush I would have put that one on our picks just because. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would have. Uh, Heather, who do you like? Bears or Falcons? You already know. You already know. Again, I don't the, understand why you're asking me these questions. Uh, she's going to take the Bears, all right, with the uh, deep dish Chicago pizza. Uh, it's not lasagna, people. That's pizza. That's how God intended it to be made. 
and then uh, we'll have a nice Polish sausage. All right, now go Bears, the Bears. Yeah. Um. I'm going to split with you guys this week. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons coming off of that uh, that loss. I feel like uh, you're only picking the Falcons because you want to see them forget football again. Like, that's it. For, for the record, me creating the graphic for this one will be the first time in three weeks I have to find the Falcons logo because we have picked <laughs> We have picked uh, across the board against them. <laughs> I think we've always picked against them. As as we should. Uh, but I am going to go Tim. with Atlanta on this one. But they one. forgot football. They forgot how to football. Listen. They forgot how to football. Um, but yeah, because we didn't even talk about, about that kick. We didn't even talk about that onside oh, kick. Oh, yeah. Where we yeah. watched five grown-ass adults who play football for a living, forget basic football rules. The onside <laughs> kick that's still on the ground. Like, <laughs> oh, that's great, guys. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, how, what what are we going to say at this point? You know, like what what are we going to fucking say? Like, you, I mean, Heather, you summed it up perfectly. Five grown ass men yep. who get paid to play for professionally. Uh, suddenly forgot how to football and that, wait a minute, I can fall on this thing. I can get yeah. this. We don't yeah. have you, to you play. Mean, you, mean it, you mean it doesn't have to go 10 yards before either team falls on it? Yeah. Which no, was the excuse that Dan Quinn gave is that he <sighs> forgot God. and thought they had to wait till it passed 10 yards. Well, it's I, just, I, it's I, Atlanta I, doing Atlanta things. So. I would say that Dan Quinn, uh, this is my other hot take. Uh, it, we will see Taysom Hill starting for the Saints, and we will see Dan Quinn fucking shellacked by week 10. All right. <sighs> Our final game of the week, and the first two games are definitely more interesting than the last two. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, a two-point favorite at Minnesota. Uh, I, I, I don't mean to, to butt in first, Heather, but uh, this is fucking... This is Tennessee time. Uh, the Vikings suck. Uh, Tennessee's defense is stout. And you have the king, Derrick Henry, who looks like a man playing football amongst boys. And I'm absolutely shocked that they're only two-point favorites. <laughs> Heather, who do you like, Tennessee or Minnesota? Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Titans on this one. Um, I don't know. I just... I just like them better. Yeah, I've got Tennessee on that one. I think Derrick Henry um, is is solid. I think Tannehill had a really good game last week. He did. And the thing is, is he's getting really comfortable with that young crop of wideouts. Yeah. So if, if Tannehill can play, I'm not saying exactly like he did last week, but let's say uh, 60% completion percentage, 250 yards, uh, and, and a couple touchdowns thrown in. We saw the damage that they could do just riding Derrick Henry. What type of damage can Tennessee be capable of if, if Tannehill can play good football? Well, and over the last two weeks, Tannehill is at 488 yards, so he's at a 70% completion rate right yeah. now, and he's got six touchdowns and zero interceptions. Yeah, I mean— So, like, he's—I mean, if he keeps playing the way he is, I mean, he could be almost at 4,000 passing yards. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's the thing. If he plays good football— uh, you know, t- Tennessee, if, if, if like I said, we saw what they were capable of just running Derrick Henry. We saw mm-hmm. they get to the AFC t- uh, championship game. Right. Yeah. What happens if you actually add a passing component to Derrick Henry? Right. Um, you know, holy fuck. Um, right. And that, that, I mean, if Tennessee can figure that out, if Rabel can get that kink, those kinks worked out and get, you know, Tannehill continues playing the way he is. Dude, uh, Tennessee's a top three or four team in the AFC. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've got I've got Tennessee in this one too. Uh, Before we go, just a quick update on our pick'em standings. I am in first place. I have gone seven and one so far, uh, while you guys are tied two games behind at five and three. Uh, I'm all right with that. I'm fine. It's still early. There's a lot of football left to pick. Yeah, yeah, and I. I feel justified in my New England pick last week. If they would have let me call that last play, uh, the pass would have won, and I'd be six and two. 
And we'd all be six. Uh, no, Heather would still be five and three, but I'd be six and two as well. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll do it for this week's episode. You can find us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get in the conversation at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Hometown Crowd Pod. You can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple listener, drop us a review and we'll read it live on the air. You can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Check out 910 Comedy on Facebook and check out our sister shows, That's Just My Face, Dead Girls Talking, and Marital Tiffs. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for sharing with the hometown crowd. Later, everybody. Okay, bye. I really don't have any advice this week. Just be a good person. Have a good night.